go to Melbourne first where earlier this morning Serbian tennis star Novak Djokovic won his appeal against that decision to cancel his Australian visa. But the story is not over just yet because Australia's Immigration Minister Alex Hawke will consider whether to exercise a personal power to cancel Djokovic's visa. In a moment I'll speak to Jack Anderson who's Professor of Sports Law at the University of Melbourne. But first let's get the very latest on the story and I'm joined on the line by Lana Murphy, Nine News reporter in Melbourne. Lana, thank you very much for joining us from there today. So earlier this morning, this judge uh, overturned the decision to cancel Djokovic's visa. Just bring us up to date with what happened. Hi, Claire. Thanks for having me. Well, essentially, the main reason for the concession was that Djokovic was not given enough time to seek advice and to then respond to the intention to cancel the visa. And it is really interesting reading. The judge has released all the documents um, and all the transcripts from from that moment of interview with the Border Force officials. Uh, And it is quite clear that Novak Djokovic genuinely did think that he had two medical exemptions. He was provided one by Tennis Australia, which was called which of course is in conjunction with the Victorian state government and one from Australia's chief health officer, which he had interpreted as being permission from our federal government. So with those two pieces of paper in tow and of course his visa that was issued to him, he showed them to border officials in Dubai and then upon landing in Melbourne was dragged in and grilled for six hours. And Obviously, we know the turn of events from there. His visa was cancelled. He spent four days in immigration detention facility alongside 32 asylum seekers, so certainly not the accommodation that our world number one tennis player is accustomed to. But today, that was all overturned. And so it really has been uh, quite a manic few hours this evening. Uh, Just a moment ago, quite literally minutes ago, we believe that a vehicle that was carrying Novak Djokovic left his lawyer's office. That was mobbed by literally hundreds of Serbian fans who had been waiting out the front demanding that he be free. And where has he gone to, do you know? We believe that he's going to a private residence that he has rented with his support crew. It was the place that he was meant to stay when he was, you know, getting off the plane, thinking that he was going to be allowed in Australia with his medical exemption. Um, His entire team were vaccinated. They didn't have any exemptions. So they got the green light immediately and they've been staying there for quite a few days. And now that Novak Djokovic's visa has uh, been overturned, it's been reinstated and the immigration minister so far has not decided to enact that personal power. That then gives him the green light to go and stay at that address. And so we understand it's, it's a bit more it's in Melbourne's affluent southeast. It's in South Yarra. It um, has a tennis court so that he can practice. And we know that tomorrow he needs to notify uh, the Australian Open organisers whether he can be in the tournament or not. Tomorrow is literally the cutoff for that. So he will be practicing and obviously being part of that draw. Okay, so the court has decided that the government was wrong to revoke his visa. But Right now, we don't know whether the government has said it accepts that decision because it still has the power to revoke. Absolutely. And so the best way of, uh, I guess, explaining it is that today was all about the administration and whether Border Force uh, did the right thing in terms of their paperwork and the administration, but whether it's legal in the eyes of the law, well, that can still that still lies in the hands of the immigration department, which is why our minister has that personal power. And so we were of the understanding that he had four hours to notify Novak Djokovic of whether he was going to make that decision. That quite literally ends in the next few minutes. And 
we know that by Novak Djokovic leaving his lawyer's office, that decision will not be made tonight. And from the experts that I've spoken to today, they have confirmed that that decision can be made in the few days, in the next few days. So Novak Djokovic could be staying at his private residence. He could be practising. He could be playing on the court of the Australian Open. And Australian federal police officers could arrest him and cancel that visa once again. What's your sense, Lana, of how the Australian public is uh, seeing this news? Because certainly last week when all of this uh, began, it seemed to me that what we were hearing in the main from people in Australia was, well, he can go back home because he hasn't met the conditions to be here and to play here. But given this court decision, has that changed? I think it has. And I think the attitude has really uh, changed quite slowly over time because I would have said four days ago that, like you mentioned, everyone just would have thought, go back home. We don't we don't need this. If you're not vaccinated, don't come to our country. We've been through so much enough already. Uh, but now I think there's, I, I guess, a turn to feeling sorry almost for Novak Djokovic because it does appear that he genuinely thought he had that exemption and the way that he has been treated since quite literally like a criminal like an illegal immigrant he's had his possessions withheld from him he didn't have a phone for quite a few hours he didn't have any of his clothes in detention and of course as I'm sure you're aware the detention center that he's staying at is uh dire and so it's it's not how we would expect anyone to be treated when they come to this country. So I think now Australians are starting to almost feel sorry for him. Lana, thank you very much for bringing us up to date from Melbourne. Lana Murphy, Nine News reporter there. And now let's uh, go to Jack Anderson, who's Professor of Sports Law at the University of Melbourne. Jack, you're very welcome. And how did you greet this news? Because many people, many experts in your own field were saying that this is not likely to have been the result. Were you surprised? Yeah, we're absolutely surprised. Um, when, when you're dealing with migration law issues, it, it tends to, to favour the, the government authorities. You know, in some ways, the tennis analogy was that it's a singles player playing against a doubles team. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that it was very, very difficult um, for him. But I think the, big, the, the surprise is really the grounds on which the government conceded that the, the, the visa should be reinstated. And, and, and that's, that's the surprise. We all thought it would be a debate about the medical uh, exemption and the nature of that medical exemption, whether or not that was enough, what he got from Tennis Australia, etc., would be enough. And we all thought that. But actually what the judge said is a very narrow procedural point, that at 5.30 in the morning in question, the immigration officers gave Mr. Djokovic three hours to come up with some answers, to contact legal people, etc. But within 45 minutes, they were back with him again, saying, no, we're going to cancel your visa, uh, and you can contact your lawyers thereafter. And essentially what the judge said is, that's unfair. That's procedurally unfair. Rules are rules. Both sides have got to follow them. And the judge said he he was agitated by the government's position. Yeah, he was agitated. And what he meant by that was, look, you, we all know what Novak Djokovic's stance on vaccination is, but there was a medical exemption process there. He went through it. It went through anonymously, through Tennis Australia's independent panel, Victorian state government's panel. He applied for a visa. He got a visa. He got these paperwork through Dubai, a direct flight into Australia. He arrives in Melbourne. And... Um, 
he announces on Instagram that he's got uh, an exemption. There's a public backlash. And suddenly, on the night he arrives in Melbourne, the visa is cancelled. And so what, what he's really saying there is, and what the judge is saying there is, what more could he do? Uh, and is there, you know, implicitly a political element to it? Now, it, it, what's interesting is, of course, the simple answer is what more could he have done? He could have been vaccinated, but that's not the case here. And we have to deal with the facts. And the facts are that the government has conceded that it treated Novak Djokovic unfairly. We were talking there to Lana about this option that the Australian Immigration Minister still has to step in and revoke the visa, even at this stage. Now, on what basis could the minister do that? Yeah, the minister is entitled to do that under the Migration Act, and they have wide discretion to do so. We presume that the grounds would be that Mr. Djokovic, uh, Novak Djokovic is a danger to public health generally in Australia because he's not vaccinated. And so that, that, that would be straightforwardly the, the, the issue, we think. But it's a, it's a big jump. Um, from someone who has gone through a process, has got a medical uh, exemption. It's a big jump to say that that person in question is now a danger to the, to, to the wider public. But there is a political element to it. You know, even today, the Prime Minister gave a press conference as the case was going on, saying that his understanding was that players had to be vaccinated. And the minister in question, who's going to make the decision back in November, said the same thing. The question is, you know, will they exert this power? And then if they do exert this power, it's going to be very interesting because, as Lana has just told you, what would follow is that they would immediately try and deport Novak Djokovic. And so we may be through this whole process again, or, of course, Novak Djokovic may just go enough yeah. voluntarily going home. Another thing Lana was saying there as well, Jack, is that she feels public opinion has shifted now and that people feel sorry in Australia for Novak Djokovic and for feel regret about the way he was treated. Do you get that sense too? Yeah, I get the, I get the second part, that there's regret, that there's embarrassment about the way it's been done. And the judge said this. The judge said he was treated unfairly. Moreover, the judge... Uh, expressed some concern that the minister would still exercise their discretion. So that, that's interesting as well. I'm not so sure on the first point, um, because if, if you remember with Melbourne, the city itself, you know, we were in lockdown last year. I think we had the world record for a lockdown, 250-something days. Uh, we were told no more lockdowns if you get vaccinated. 90% plus of people have been vaccinated. And, and then you put uh, Novak Djokovic's stance in that. But I do do take the point, absolutely do take the point, that generally people felt that on the night in question he was dealt with unfairly. Whether you agree with him or not, he followed the process and suddenly the process was changed. Jack, thanks very much for joining us this morning. Jack Anderson, Professor of Sports Law. Now I want to talk to somebody who we touched base with last week as this story was first breaking. Zivko Jaksic, who is the Honorary Consul of the Republic of Serbia in Dublin. Thank you again for joining us. And people might remember that last week when all of this happened. You said Novak Djokovic should give the Aussies the two fingers and leave, get back on the plane and leave. What do you think this morning? Well, uh, difficult really to say. I mean, uh, my reaction on Thursday was quite emotional, obvious, obvious reasons. But uh, listening to the judgment of the court, uh, Basically, it proved what was said in the beginning, that Novak was 
issued a visa on the medical exemption basis. Here he fulfilled all the necessary requirements. He had all the necessary documentation. He arrived in, and as the judge says, he was treated quite disgracefully. I think the reaction of the border force and, in fact, the Australian government at that time was purely political, all tied in with an eye on spring elections. And uh, if the immigration minister now decides to overrule the court of law, it just proves the point. Do you, uh, do you expect that to happen? Because, as you say, the immigration minister in Australia does have this option now to overrule the court. If that happens, what what would you say if if that was the option that he decided to take? Well, I mean, if that that happens, it just proves the point that the whole thing is political, nothing to do with justice or tennis. What do you think he should do now? Do you think he should go ahead and play? Oh, he should certainly go go ahead and play, given the opportunity, uh, because he he should be able to defend his title. Whether he wins it or not, that's another matter. I mean, that's a matter of uh, sport and tennis. And the chances of him being beaten are fairly even. We have Medvedev, we have Zverev, young players are coming along who have already beaten him once or twice and could beat him again. But at least uh, having satisfied all the legal requirements to enter the country and to play there, then he should be given the chance to defend his title. I see Rafa Nadal was speaking this morning and said whether or not I agree with Djokovic on some things. Justice has spoken and has said he has the right to participate in the Australian Open and I think it's the fairest decision to do so. I wish him the best of luck. Now he went on to say tongue-in-cheek on a personal level I'd much rather he didn't play but that comes down to how good uh, he they both are at tennis. Yeah, of course. I mean Nadal is a, a great player himself and always a very fair uh, sportsman, and I don't expect that, nothing less from from him. Uh, you know, the law has proved that Djokovic has a right to enter the country and to play there. So let the tennis prove itself there. Zivko Jaksic, thank you again for joining us, Honorary Consul of the Republic of Serbia in Dublin. Coming up next, we'll have the Chair of the National Immunisation Advisory Committee, Professor Karina Butler, here with us in studio. That's after this break.